Hi, everyone. This is Gloria, the host of the Love and the Work You Do podcast. And today I'll be talking to Daniel Davis, a financial empowerment strategist and the founder of moneyinmatrimony.com, a blog focused on teaching married couples how to earn more income, get rid of debt, and save for the future. A strong passion and commitment for helping others manage their personal finances began as a teenager and has continued to grow over the past several years. She obtained a Master's of Business Administration and a Bachelor's of Arts in Accounting over a decade ago, and has spent the last 12 years working for Fortune 500 companies. After finding out that she'd soon become a mom, Danielle and her husband got serious about building wealth and paid off over $107,000 of debt in just 35 months. Goal is to empower married couples so that they can take control of their personal finances. In today's podcast, we talked about how Danielle paid off her, her debt. We explored money stories, like something that you're interested in learning about, come on in, pull up a chair, and let's learn together. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and to talk about what you do. I just want to ask you to describe yourself to the audience, if, um, if you don't mind what you do and so basically i run a blog over at moneyandmatrimony.com where i teach married couples how to get rid of debt earn more income and save for the future and that's it in a nutshell unless you want me to go a little further oh no that was that was good um if you went a little further what would that sound like so basically i guess you know, people might ask, how did I, you know, even get into this? And my passion for helping others manage their money, build their marriages and change their mindsets was basically ignited when I would receive phone calls from friends and family asking for advice on these topics. So I think that probably had something to do with me uh, navigating this arena okay cool that's good um so that that that's a great quality to have to be the person that people can approach in the first place to ask the question yes thank you for sharing that so i'm gonna start with um i feel like what you're doing as you mentioned passion um that it also feels like it's your calling and i also think i read that in your blog um, so my niche is to work with women that are divorced, but I also believe in people working in their purpose and their calling. Um, some people call it like a life's work. Um, and I feel like, you know, what you're doing sounds like that. So I wonder if there's, um, like the moment that started this apart from what you just described about your friends reaching out to you, um, friends and family 
you answering the questions they had like was there like a a high moment where you were just like oh, like this is what i need to do i think i don't know if i call it a an aha moment but what i'll say is that in my family i noticed that i didn't have many role models to look up to when it came to marriage so mm. my husband's parents have been married for over 35 years I think it's 36 or 37 now and on my side I didn't I didn't see that as much and then one of the other issues was it was it was money right mm. you know it was other things that went into people getting divorced but <laughs> one of the issues that I noticed was you know, money would come up and that's with friends, um, that's with family, you know, just different issues like that. And so I think that was one of the things that ignited this inside of me. And plus, um, my husband and I got married when we were really young, in our 20s, still in college. And money was like always a topic that we like talked about and I just knew that you know we, we were going to do something different we weren't going to be like everybody else as it relates to money and for a while we were like everybody else we, you know and and that's okay if that's how those people want to live that's okay but for us we decided that we you know we wanted to do something different and I think we knew that early on and okay. just being a very young couple, we've been married for 13 years now. We met in middle school. So <laughs> like we've just, we've grown up with each other. And so just having that longevity in marriage, I'm like, if money is one of the leading causes of divorce, mm -hmm. I don't want to be in that number, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It totally does. So I'm, um, I want to, narrowed down onto something you said like when you sure. said it didn't see it as much um so like me growing up nigerian certain things were just the norm which like uh, marriages um yeah. of course there are divorces and remarriages but then like the nigerian culture actually you can have like one wife and two wives mm -hmm. which um which i like america for like it it actually shows you like you can't you can't have both your cake and eat it at the same That's time it. right and so my the reason why I'm, i want to narrow down what you said was is it that so for me like my parent my dad was married to my mom but he also had a second wife right and that's okay. a nigerian thing okay. um and, and that just messes with you right so um on a vulnerable side when you say didn't see it as much growing up is it that your parents were divorced yeah so my mom and dad divorced when i was about three so clearly i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember that because i was three um so it, it was me and my sister so my sister had to be about two at the time and so i'm sure she wouldn't remember either and my dad went on to marry um, my stepmom, you know, years later. But um, when you, I, I, I think as you grow up, when you see 
I guess I'd call it dysfunction for, yeah. for back of, lack of a better word. Yeah. When you see that kind of dysfunction, mm-hmm. immediately something in my brain just said, I don't want to be like that or I don't mm-hmm. want my marriage to, to end in divorce. And yeah. so um, th- that was something that I kind of learned early on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the whole married two wives pattern of Nigerians is similar to divorce. It's just like, unfortunately, like the woman can't leave, you know, it's like, it's just like a weird, weird thing. Um, So it's just, it's just really dysfunctional. Um, And hopefully, I feel like even in the United States, like it's Nigerians that are here now are learning that, you know, you can't do the same thing you did back in Nigeria. And it's funny because my parents grew up here, but then went back to Nigeria and then my dad went back into the pattern of, you know, and I'm like, you, you studied here, you did everything here, you went back and I would have thought like America would have shaped him, but, but you went back there. But I still, I feel like, I feel like I, you know, what you're saying, I feel the same way too. Like I saw that and I really, really wanted to be, to be better. Um, to be different. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. To be different. Yeah. So thank you so much. 3.4% of marriages per 1,000 people. Okay. Right? And then 3.2% of divorces by, per 1,000 people. Um, and that was something that um, CDC did in 20, 2016, like a mm-hmm. survey they did. Um, and, you know, even though it's not like a huge difference in the numbers, you see where the work that you're doing is really important to help people, um, have the conversations to, to not get to the part where like they're divorce and i know like on also looking on your website i saw like um like there was a quote i loved like you wrote something but i i see it as a quote that differences in opinion surrounding money can often lead to to divorce absolutely Um, and it's funny that like it's well of course there are like a lot of reasons um (laughs) you know but i feel like a financial reason is so, is one that you know is solvable. Yes, uh, right. That the people can both work together, and so in there, I think you also said so. It's the so you put the three things together. Um, you know, money, um, ma- the marriage, and then to help people with their mindset. Yeah. So um, having said all that, um, <laughs> so if you were to help um a family a friend or um even a client um who's having issues in their marriage as a result of money like maybe what advice what tip would you give them um to help them i know they have to come to you of course with a certain scenario sure. yeah. and, and then like if you can give us an ex- example how you can help. um so first I'd I'd have to say that each partner or spouse would need to start off by understanding each other's money story. They need to Mm. ask those 
deep questions so that they understand what each partner has experienced in their childhood about money. Our money mm -hmm. mindsets are formed as children. So yes. what we're watching our parents do, um, our di the different experiences that we've endured, all that helps to shape our money mindset. So mm -hmm. it's not that we're doing what we're doing in our adulthood because we just learned it. It's mm -hmm. the things that we are doing have been ingrained and have grown over time. <laughs> so that's I, the mindset work. Yes, yes, yes. So I think it's important to understand where your spouse is in regards to um, to money mindset, and then that will help to clear um, communication about money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I have, so let's say we didn't have the conversation before we married. <laughs> and my spouse is like, nope, you, you can't do anything about how I spend my money. Uh, like, what will I, what will I do? So in, in that case, if you have a, a reluctant spouse, <laughs> um, you have to have some kind of conversation about money. Mm -hmm. And the key is you have to watch your approach, right? So mm -hmm. you can't come to your spouse or your partner, you know, after a long day's work, fussing and acting a fool and waving your hands. Like you, that's, that's one of the first things you need to consider is your actual approach when you want to talk um, when you want to have the conversation about mm -hmm. money. So I, I think that's important. Mm, okay. Now I want to dive into your sure. journey too, because you did pay off a whole lot of debt. Um, and like, how did it, how did it start? Why did it start? It's so interesting, you know, a hundred and six, right? almost 8,000, Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So before I get into the steps, I guess I'll have to go back a little bit just to okay. give you some, just to give you some context. Okay. So um, my husband and I got married, like I said, before we even finished high. I mean, before we finished college, not high okay. school, not but high we school. met in middle school. Um, and so we had a whole bunch of student loans. We had auto loans and we also had a uh, credit card debt. I think I probably had the majority of it though. I don't even remember if he had any. Wow. So credit cards was probably on me. <laughs> so basically we walked into the marriage with about $50,000 of debt as young 22, 23 year old <laughs> college students, wow. right? And so that's a lot of debt yeah. when you when you think about it, fifty thousand dollars, and mm -hmm. we don't even have like real jobs at the time. Okay, so initially we were just living like everybody else, and it wasn't until we found out about the Dave Ramsey ah. Financial Peace Program mm -hmm. at our church in two thousand eleven that we at least considered paying off some of our debt. So that's what kind of, uh, that's what kind of kickstarted it. So when I heard about that, I was like, 
okay, I think we should take this. So I started like binge listening to every podcast all day at work, all in a car with it, all at home with it. I was like, I think we could do this. And so I just kept listening, listening, listening. And I just ingrained it in my head. And so I'm like, okay, we can do this. You know, I'll bring it to the husband, see what he says. Um, And so we kind of move forward that way. So the thing was, I was on fire and Mm. ready to do it, (laughs) but I still had to, I still had to get my husband on board. And so that was going to be like the tricky part. So in case I didn't mention this, I am the saver. My husband is the spender. So you can understand Uh why I would need to try to get him on board to to even do this. So how did that even happen? Like, cause you're the one with all the credit card debt, but then you actually also- <laughs> I'm, a saver. I'm a saver who had like 10 credit cards. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was, it was really weird. So actually I had a credit card and I don't think I mentioned this, but I had a credit card for probably every store that I shopped at. So I'm a tall girl. I'm 5'11". <laughs> I'm So there's certain stores that I can shop at to buy my pants. Otherwise they're gonna be high water. So I had like a New York and company card. I had a limited card. Anybody who sold talls, tall (laughs) sizes, I had a card for that store. So like limited, New York and company, um, Old Navy sells talls. Um, I mean, I I just had all kinds of stuff. I think one of us had like a Dillard's card, like. 22 oh, years old, 23 with like a Dillard's car. <laughs> like what? it was just like random stuff, a, a discount tire credit card. It was just, it was the most random um, stuff that we did not even need. But oh, yeah, goodness. I would be saving I, on the side too with, with, the, with that credit yeah. card debt. Weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that's good. Cause that's, I feel like that's what we're, we're now telling people, that's what we want to educate people to do, to know that, you know, you can do all all the things at the same time. Because I feel like in the past, it used to be that we heard that save, save, save thing. Yeah. And then we wouldn't do all the other things. So so I like yeah. that. And I feel like I also now just totally took us off course. So continue with the... <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. I'm glad you asked that question. Um, so uh, back to what we were talking about. At first, when I tried to get my husband on board... Uh, he was like, look, I don't have time for this. At the time, the financial peace class that was being offered at our church was a 13 week class. It was during the middle of the week. And we live in a city where it takes 45 minutes to get everywhere. (laughs) Like it's a long commute everywhere we go, unless you're going to the local grocery store. And so at the time, we lived on one side of town and the church was on the other side of town. Okay. So yeah, it just took a lot of effort. It was going to take a lot of effort for us to be able to take the class in the middle of the week. So basically I kind of came up with a plan and I said, Hey, if you do this and you know, we get out of debt, I said, the faster we can get out of debt, mm-hmm. the faster you can get more fun money in your pocket because we had, we have a certain amount that we set aside 
uh, every two weeks. And that's just fun money for us. Just mm-hmm. cash we can just pull out and we can just use however we see fit. Okay. And mm-hmm. so with that, I'm like, look, if you do this, you can start getting more fun money, you know, once we pay off this debt. And so I think that would, uh, would kind of pull Tim in. Okay. Oh, wow. That's good. So it's good. That's a good cheat sheet to, yeah. you know, give um, <laughs> you got to do a bribe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a bribe, really. Like, yep, yep. We do it with our kids. <laughs> right. So right. Should, we can do it with our spouse, too. That's really so, good. Um, okay. So how do you all um, figure out your percentage for your fund money? Do you have a percentage of no, income? It's it's not really a it's not really a percentage. It's just that. Um, we want to have something to pay ourselves with. Mm. However, we didn't want it to be too much because we knew that we had a we you know had debt to pay off, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to just give ourselves something that mm. we can just say, okay, I'm free to do whatever it is that I want to do with this, and that's it. And I mean, it's not a whole bunch of money. Okay, we we still have a mortgage, so we paid off that. 108,000 in 35 months, but we still do have a mortgage. So I just want to be clear on that, that we are consumer debt free, but Mm -hmm. we do still have a mortgage. And that's the, that's the next thing we are working on. So you asked me um, what steps we took to actually, um, Mm -hmm. to actually pay down the debt. Yeah, I'm really curious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So once we, once we got on the, once we got on the same page, we, we kind of started rocking, rocking and rolling. Okay. So we got on the same page. We took the class. We were on fire after the class and we were paying off thousands of dollars a debt. And I mean, quickly it was, we had decent jobs. And so, and we didn't have any kids. So um, we were able to just you know, throw all our money at the debt. We didn't have a mortgage or anything like that. So um, it actually worked, but then we just kind of hit like a, I don't know, like a slump. And it Mm. was like, oh, I'm tired of doing this, tired of sacrificing. And then little by little, we just started not paying as much, using the money for, you know, a trip or to go out or whatever. And so we weren't as aggressive as we were when we had first left the class. Mm. And so we kind of coasted for about six years. So we started the process in 2011. Okay. And then shortly afterwards, we just kind of coasted. And then we didn't pick it back up and get serious Mm. about it until 2017. So that's a six year gap from when we first started the process to actually (laughs) restarting the process so you're probably wanting to know what you know what sparked (laughs) this up again in 2017 and I'll say it's the fact that we found out that we would become parents oh yeah is what (laughs) actually made us go into overdrive. So for six years, we just kind of lived like everybody else, right? Just did the regular old stuff that we're all used to. Yeah. And then 
once we found out that we were going to become parents, it was like, oh my God, we now, now we were still paying off debt, but mm-hmm. it was, it was up at a much slower rate. But when we found that out, it was like, okay, we're about to take this up a notch. And I mean, we got serious. We started selling stuff in the house. What? We sold, we sold an old truck that we had. Um, we, we were just doing like random stuff and to get extra money. And we were just applying like any, any money that we had wow. from our paychecks onto the debt. So basically we were just putting thousands of dollars on our student loans, car notes. Um, cre- I don't think we, I think we had paid the credit cards off uh, by then. So we didn't have the credit cards in 2017. So it was only the student loans okay. and the car notes. And I mean, we just, we just went in, we just went in hard and we were able to pay it in 35 months, but wow. of course not without a lot of sacrifice. Wow. That was really... <laughs> Yeah, especially the gap between um, the what, what did I 2011 and 2017 <laughs> big old gap. But, yeah, <laughs> but that's good because um, whatever you did initially together before you took the time off, like that was always there in the background and yeah. kind of accelerated you when you knew you were having your baby. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. So if you were going to um, give the, the steps of how you actually did it, it would, it, even though there was like that time period, I feel like that time period could be for somebody else. It might also be like three weeks. It could be a year. Sure. Maybe 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's, 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 it's very possible. possible. It, it is. It is very possible. You have to put it in your mind. Your mindset yeah. has to change to yeah. pay off any kind of debt. If it's yeah. 10000 if it's $250,000, your mindset has to change um, mm-hmm. in, in, in order for you to even begin, begin yes. the process. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like that whole mindset thing is it's major. Um, it's major. Yes. So I would say... So some, so definitely people need to know themselves and then get on a program and then, um, I guess, implement the program. Yeah, sure. So I'd say if I just had to do like a, a, a quick rundown, yeah, you know, get on the same page. That's, that's the first thing, especially, you know, if you're doing this with a spouse or a partner, if not, if you're doing this by yourself, then, you know, maybe you want to find like a uh, accountability partner or somebody to kind of help you on your journey and, uh, and keep you motivated. Um, And then afterwards, I would say, if you do have a a, a partner, then have deep conversations about money, make sure you understand, you know, like I said, what each other's money story is, Mm -hmm. um, what kind of experience they've had as a, as a child so that you can understand why they make the choices they make Mm -hmm. in regards to money. So that's the other thing. The next step I'd say is find your why. Understand Mm -hmm. why you want to pursue a financial journey like this. If it is paying off debt or building wealth, whatever it is, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever your goals are, figure out and write it down, write down why you want to do this. Is it because you want to, you know, help people in another country like just just write that information Mm. down another step I'd say is 
have money dates with your with your spouse. Sit down and check in on a weekly basis to discuss where you are financially mm. and hold each other accountable for any money transactions uh, that you may have had during that period. Communication is going to be key during your financial journey. So uh, make sure you have those money dates. Mm. Another thing is continue to, I think I mentioned this, but continue to just practice changing your mindset from negative to positive. Get rid of those limiting beliefs that Mm. may have you feeling stuck. So that's a Mm. continual process. It's not just like, oh, that's step one. And then we're going to move down the list and we don't come back to it. Like that has to be done every single day. Work on your mindset. Tell Mm. yourself that you can do this, that you can get out of debt, that you can build wealth, that you can do better with your finances. So kind of instill that in your, um, in your brain. The other thing we did was we actually wrote our goals down and we created a vision board. And I know you're big on the whole vision board and goals. Yes. That is so important, right? On your vision board, put the dates, that you want to pay off the debt. I mean, it it can be a simple vision board. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Get a picture. You want to pay off the house in three years? Take a picture of your house, print it out, put it on your vision board, and then, you know, write the date that you want to have that house paid off and then do the work. You can't just look at the vision board. You got to do the work. And so just seeing that every day was just, it, it was helpful for us. And we didn't do that until I want to say maybe late 2018, maybe 2019. So maybe if we had done it early on, we maybe our journey wouldn't have taken as long to pay off that debt. I don't know. However, I I think that's an important step that that people also um, often miss. So keep that in mind. And then Mm. the last thing I'd say is forgive each other for any Mm. money mistakes that you may endure Mm. on this journey. Nobody is perfect. We don't always get it right. So, you know, give each other some grace in Mm. regards to those mistakes. And I think lastly, just show gratitude to each other. I mean, your partner doesn't have to get on board you know, with, with you on this journey right yeah. now it would it would make sense for them to but yeah. they don't necessarily have to so show your gratitude and appreciation for the sacrifices that's being made while yeah. you guys are on this journey so those would be probably the the most important steps uh okay. I'd, I'd say hopefully I'm not missing any <laughs> no I think those were were really really good um yeah because the reality is there there will be some married couple whose spouse will never ever get on board with what they're doing yes. and you don't want to feel like you're alone right um, but you you know you can still do what you need to do um, exactly exactly yeah, i feel like that's really really important i was still listening to that that i didn't even piggyback on any <laughs> any questions on that one but that, that was really good thank you so much for sharing. yeah you're welcome so um 
So those are the unique steps people can use and you use to pay off to pay off your debt. Yes. Um, I'm going to jump to this question I always ask at the end. Sure. Hopefully, as you answer it, I will have like another question because um, I know I know we're running close to time. So, if someone, I never know how to phrase this question. Um, it's more like there's something you know. Um, that you're always like, huh, I wish someone would ask me about this thing. Um, but there might be one thing that you've always wished, like, like it's, it's information. It's something that's happened to you. It is um, a, recolle a recollection about the past, but it's something most people don't know about you. Mm -hmm. um, is there something that's like that for you um, that you don't mind sharing? And it could be with the with this money in matrimony, um, blog and education that you're trying to do. Um, and it, but it, it could also be personal um, if it can help people. Yeah, that's that's a um, a good question. Um, I think and. I won't say trigger, but just for just because I can't think of the word I want to say mm -hmm. right now, I'll go ahead and use it. Um, so I guess what what sparked, you know, this love of teaching people about money and how to build wealth, I think that just stems from what. I've seen in my in my own family, and I'm very close to my family. Let me let me just say mm -hmm. that we're we're very like now we don't always get along. <laughs> so, family. And, and we get on each other's nerves, right? And we do crazy stuff. But I am very, very close to my family. But what I saw just growing up was a lot of we had a lot of fun, but there was a lot of lack there was a lot of struggle. Now we never went without, without mm -hmm. anything, but there was a lot of struggle. And I think I paid attention to, to, to those things. Um, and so I think that's what kind of just sparked my interest in the, you know, in, in this personal finance space, I paid attention to that. And I said, okay, I see that this is working for this person, mm -hmm. but you know, these 10 things are not working for, for these people. So where do I, I want to fall in that? That's how I made my decision on, you know, whether or not to go to college. I'm, I'm just watching, I'm watching mm. what's going on in my family. And I'm like, I, I want to do something different. I, mm -hmm. I want to do something different. I don't want to have to struggle. I don't want to have to, you know, depend on anybody for the bare necessities in life. And so I probably need to start learning a little bit more mm. about money. So that's, I, I think just watching different scenarios play out in my family, that's what kind of put me on this path. Okay. Okay. That's good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So as we round up, because I know you got to go. Um, 
as we round up, I just want to say one more time, thank you very much for coming. um, That I really appreciate this. Um, And can you share where people can find you if you have anything coming up in the works? And um, also, like, if someone listened to this today and they were like, you know what? Danielle sounds like someone I want to work with. Like, how can they begin the process? Sure. So I just completed my first ebook, which seems like it took forever. It's called The Beginner's Guide to Creating Financial Wellness. And it's basically a a 50-page quick start guide that walks you through 30 easy ways to transform your finances. It's filled with plenty of exercises, tools, affirmations, and other resources to help you on your financial journey. Okay. Um, so you can find that at the at the website. And okay. um, my the website con- is www.moneyinmatrimony. And that's money in, I-N, matrimony.com. And you can also find me on social media, Facebook at at Money and Matrimony, Instagram at Money and Matrimony, and hopefully I'll be ramping up my YouTube channel <laughs> this year. So I'm gonna go on a record <laughs> and all, say all that. <laughs> Hold me accountable. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So if you if you go to um, moneyandmatrimony.com you'll be able to find a tab that says uh, it shows work with me and then mm-hmm. we can connect from there. You can schedule a call and then we can kind of connect from there if you're interested in awesome. any of my coaching services or what have you. Okay. Awesome, awesome, amazing. Thank you, thank you. And you um, thank you for sharing that. I may be um, the book thing, like I do newsletters once, in a while so we can okay. probably put that in there oh, so thank you okay thank you for coming